0: This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team, and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, The Business Machine is firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode. I know I say that all the time, but I I honestly mean it, and and we've got another great guest all the way, again, from California as we sit here and stare out our window at Snowmageddon. My uh, boy's uh, school just got called off early, and so we're scrambling uh, to do that, but my wife's going to go pick them up, and they were very excited about that. So (laughs) today we have um, Siobhan Moran as a business advisor, and she's from California, master coach, quantum energy thought leader, and the founder of... Energetic Solutions. Having worked with 15,000 plus entrepreneurs, Siobhan has combined her corporate experience, rapid growth expertise, and her unique approach using energetic techniques and principles to help innovate small businesses into big conglomerates. Siobhan, how are you doing?
1: I'm awesome. Thanks, Brian.
0: Thanks for being here today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: You know, we do interview a lot of business owners and, you know, they they do strategies in digital marketing to get people to really grow and they do various things. But I haven't really interviewed somebody that really talks about energy and and they do talk about yourself and how important it is to stay healthy and things like that. But Siobhan, what do you do? What do you tell them?
1: You know, that's been you know that's what all of my clients want to you know, and basically this I keep it the same. I create miracles in people's lives, and I really keep it simple.
0: I like that. I like that a lot because <laughs> you know I, I even hate on my questions that says your ten second elevator pitch, and I hate calling it that. Yeah. But I like that those short ones, and I, I really like yours because that immediately makes people go. Interesting. I'd like to hear more about that.
1: Right, and and because because I came from corporate and Mm -hmm. and that that realm, and then I entered this other kind of I call it the woo space. (laughs) Um, I really didn't know what to call it when I was you know when I was talking with people, and I just kept seeing miracle after miracle, and I thought, well, I'm just going to tell people the truth. I'm just a facilitator. I'd say create in the beginning, and then I I really facilitate miracles for you in your business physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and financial.
0: No, I know it's a long, complicated process, or maybe not even it's that long or complicated, but I know it's, it's probably hard to really go about and exactly how you do that. But how do you do that? What are some things that maybe, because I really haven't heard, uh, uh, I mean, I know about energy and exercise and all that stuff too, but I hadn't really heard about this. And it's not something that I think the average CEO, the average business owner thinks about. So what are some things that you do to make that miracle happen?
1: Yeah. So every CEO, whether they're a startup or lots of, lots of zeros, um, has an inner sense and, you know, maybe like an inner compass. And the challenge with having that is we actually don't have kind of like a cipher or a Rosetta stone Mm -hmm. as to when that's, totally right, totally wrong, when we're freaking out, etc., and what to do about it. And the thing that I've discovered over the course of doing this is that term the speed of the leader is the speed of the team. Well, what I've discovered, it's this: the energy of the leader is the success of the company. Hmm. And so every time I would work with Uh, a small business or, you know, some business owner or startup, or even, you know, just somebody who is in leadership is every time I would solve their energetic challenge, you know, emotional drama, upheaval, and and I'm not talking like therapy stuff, I'm talking about, you know, quantum energy like like, uh, Einstein, and uh, I would solve that energetic disruption, then the company would suddenly, or the sales would suddenly, or the marketing would suddenly, things would suddenly just get on par, on course aligned and really just take off. And so that's kind of the simplest way to describe it.
0: Yeah. And talk about that energy of the leader. I've never heard that before. And and I know, you know, one of my favorite quotes that we use here, and I've always implied in my company is that, you know, a good leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. And I think I've done a really good job with that. I've also hired people that were smarter and better than i was so that was you know and that was pretty easy but um so but what is the energy look like then what what is the difference between you know there's you could say there's a smart leader he's a you know gregarious leader she's a very organized leader um, but how do you really say well that how would i look at that ceo and go he has good energy
1: yeah. So do you ever just meet somebody and you feel completely just at ease and mm-hmm. it's just like, I do not know why yep. I am so comfortable around that person. And that is a translation of energy. Huh. Um, do you ever meet somebody It's just like, you look like the awesomest package ever and I got to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, I do. Yeah. So
1: they're emitting an energy, and it's not like the run, ener- the running, you yeah, know, like or the health. Our CEO's really fast.
0: I mean, that's yeah, not yeah, it,
1: right? yeah. This is the this is the inner energetics that really actually vibrate. You know, we'll use that word um, out beyond the you know out beyond the physical body. And science has proven this. It's just not a common conversation, particularly in business are usually segmented between, okay, there's that other kind of, you know, meditation world and the sure. woo-woo people and all those people do healing and stuff like that. And then there's business, the real hardcore stuff. And I'm the person who makes those uh, makes those connections so that the business owner, leader, CEO can really be more of who they are and who they really want to become more effortlessly.
0: So I don't want to put you out the spot, but but I'm starting to get it here. But give me one thing that that would be an easy because I know you do a lot of conferences and you do a lot mm-hmm. of one-on-one training and group training. So give me one thing that maybe I could do or another CEO that's listening out there that could just help my energy be. I don't even know what to call it—bolder or have it really have somebody else see it and feel it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so. This is so silly, simple. So do you ever get into, um, you know, a difficult conversation where you feel righteous, right? And you've got this whole inner dialogue going on. Well, energetically, the other person feels that they just don't know why. And to really soften that. Cause you can actually communicate anything if you soften it and you could say with love, but you know, that's kind of all fuzzy, but
0: yeah, I don't want to do that in a business meeting probably.
1: Well, maybe yeah, I do. You can just do it in a really subtle way.
2: Okay, all right. Because
1: all of these subtle things really make a gigantic shift. So most people who are in business are very intense yep. and will-driven, and will will only get you so far. And the heart, the energy of the heart—not the, just the love stuff—but there's an actual heart energy that can actually be transmitted. Um, you know, through a kind thought. That's nice, but. You know, when we're in a will business circumstance, we're definitely not thinking much about that. No, not and at all. And the Nepalese actually came up with this. Um, I take all these ancient principles and bring them to the real world, and it's really just put your left hand in the middle of your chest, or you know, tap your heart in the middle of your chest there a couple times, and then speak. And I took one of my clients who was in trouble with the uh, the government. And I taught him this because he's a very, very, very willful guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, you develop that because you have to have that in business. But at some point in time, it doesn't really serve you. And it's really about taking that and communicating through a very different lens and so i taught him this with you know many other different uh little tools they're not so little when it comes down to it but little things he could do that weren't so obvious and weren't just woofy foofy things (laughs) and he really turned that entire circumstance around and became their ally
0: okay so if i'm in this because i get this feeling a lot and i'm sure you've you've heard this from ceos a lot but i i get this feeling sometimes and it's, it's it happens a lot when you know, I'm afraid that the the client that we're pitching has already looked at another another opportunity or or another company, another marketing company to go with. And I know who it is, and and then I start looking at this is the terrible self sabotaging behavior that I have. But then I look up my 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 uh, competitors and I see all this cool stuff that they're that they're doing, and I just start to get real down on what we're doing. And finally, I shut my computer off and I'm okay. But so if I'm in that meeting and I feel like. You know i'm trying to convince them and it's going to be something awkward that i say just simply put my hand on my chest and and and, and just tap my heart, and that, that'll that help. And just
1: take a breath, yeah, and it will really change that. Because huh. then you'll really get back to your true nature. Your true nature is
0: not Because it's not what I compare. really am. Right.
1: Yeah, well, right. the interesting thing that you've done is actually called comparing. Yeah. And when we compare, and Facebook is the greatest. Oh,
0: it's awful. Every of one of my friends, fa- every one of my families on Facebook, they do so much better with their kids and cooler things than I do. <laughs> <laughs> their vacations are better. Their kids are smarter and better. They eat better. I mean, it's
1: awful. Right. And so we do this comparison and
0: we
1: don't really get into the truth of our truest nature and we get out of our alignment. And so I have, you know, I have, you know, like this great big tool chest that I carry around and I teach people how to do this in their own lives so they can get out of any what I call hinky circumstance that prevents them from really being comfortable and confident and, you know, being the true solution for the client.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's another thing. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty outgoing guy. I love, you know, I, I thrive on being around people and it's in, but I find that when I go to some networking parties, if I don't know a lot of people there, or I think that maybe my company, Michigan creative is not where we're not cool enough to be in that group yet. Cause they, you know, whatever. I find that I'm not good at all. Mm-hmm. Like normally where I could turn in, I could turn into that and I could, I could take care of that situation and I could go in there and I could knock it out of the park and I get like that sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to give my business card out so I can, I can see why that is. And that makes a lot of sense.
1: So yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's yeah. fun to learn them and to say, oh, I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> oh my and gosh. I, I have a tool that yeah. I can use in these circumstances. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons our, my clients do so well is because of the tools that we provide them. It's not just, it's not just something you can't do everywhere. It's something you can do anywhere anytime no matter what's happening all you have to have is your hands
0: (laughs) so i bet and i was i don't know who i was reading but it was one of your testimonials but it was you know it was somebody that was successful or their business was successful and the products that that business had were outstanding and they had clients and they had great employees um, and so everything that they had was was really great they just weren't getting the kind of sales that they wanted and as soon as i think she she took your class or she was um in one of your sessions and she said it was just like night and day that all of a sudden you know once i believed that all these things were amazing and that people that that i was actually pretty pretty darn cool too that the things just started to work
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and it just kind of fell into place you know almost so much where it's just like it was night and day Mm -hmm. but it makes sense i mean do you hear that a lot and that's got to be I mean I mean you probably hear that a lot and it's got to be pretty rewarding too, correct? I
1: do and it's still, you know, I mean I was listening to a testimonial last night cuz we had some little blurb in one of our um in one of our systems and the wrong thing was in there and I actually usually don't go in. And I was like, I couldn't get anybody. I thought I can figure this out. This is, <laughs> this is a piece of cake, yeah, right. right? And uh, so I go and I find this testimony and I hadn't listened to it. I just knew I was told that it's really awesome. And I listened to it and I thought, dude, yeah. you're really rocking it in your business. And he, you know, he really said in such a cohesive way that It was like the light got turned on, and all of my, all of the things that I'm here to do and all of my past really came into one place so I could really do what I'm here to do and have the income. And so when I heard it, I was like, yeah, that's cool. They must have had a and, good coach. And I, always, and I always know that if I want to meet that person, I'm like, that's really cool. Oh, right. Okay. We did something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I want that for every single person yeah. I interact
2: with. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I can see how that happens because we've been in business about five years. I was a high school teacher before this educator for 17 years. And so uh-huh. it's a it was night and day uh, difference between uh, what I was doing then and what I'm doing now. And I can see how, and I talk to CEOs all the time and I talk to entrepreneurs and it is a roller coaster and there's ups and downs. And you don't know sometimes which are worse, like the ups, the downs are bad, the lows are bad, but then also... the the highs are great too, but for a little bit, because then all of a sudden you start to worry about, okay, great. We have all this business, but can we do it? So I could see how it can be, you know, how important that keeping your, I don't even want to call it head on straight, but keeping your energy and the right focus can really make a difference Mm -hmm. in how you believe about what you're doing and what your company is capable of doing.
1: Mm -hmm. And it keeps you out of the weeds. I mean, the whole thing is to really, the more you stay out of the weeds, the more you have consistent upward, what I call consistent upward trending uh, income.
0: So let's talk about 10 years down the road. We, I like to look 10 years down the road, even five. I mean, with our business, it's going to be tough because technology, but we, we like to fly through our business and and what does it look like for you? What do you see in 10 years? And it doesn't have to be a strategic plan, but what do you think your company's going to be doing in 10 years?
1: I'd like to say that there are uh, kind of mini me's out there. (laughs) People, people who have uh, taken our work and training and are delivering this in their own unique way and, you know, taking this into very different parts of the world and business that I don't see right now. And, um, you know, I see that in a little bit. Uh, I, I see that already happening in a little way, and I'd love to see more of that. And I'd love to see, um, you know, so many more Uh, integrative things that we can do understanding this energy. I mean, there are machines that are coming out that are starting to describe this stuff. And the truth is, you know, we're really just tapping into the brain and what it has the capability of. And the next real generation is this energy piece. And as we get more technologically savvy and more technology attached to us, Our understanding of how our personal energy, you know, this other subtle stuff that that we know about, we sense, we don't really know what to do about and don't always want to believe, um, is actually, it's more important for that piece to get understood and learned so that uh, we really do become... um, you know, we become the, the, the manager of the technology rather than the technology managing us or being the controller of us. So once we learn to manage our and master our energy, we're actually more masterful of our life and our technology.
0: Yeah. And I like that a lot, what you said, you know, controller of us, because I think there is that shift and, and it's, you know, if we control the tech, which we should, <laughs> because it's That's just true. technology, but you're right. I mean, it's almost, I don't even want to say that, but everywhere you go, there's people, you know, I drive around campus here. We're close to Michigan State University and, you know, every student on there, as they're walking, they're on their phones. And so we're so plugged in and they, I mean, those phones control us. And I, you know, I can picture it when, you know, we, when people that, you know, you know, can't find their phone, it's like, it's a full on panic attack.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We just did uh one of our inner circle 3-day events and for some reason I felt compelled to do this. I haven't done this at any other ones and I took their phones away for a day.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: And they were freaking out. Oh my gosh. But man. here's the cool thing. The coolest part was the next morning they didn't ask for them back. They were happy. No, they didn't even think to ask for them back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was amazing how easy it was.
0: Yeah. It only takes a little bit. And I think just doing little things that we try to do at home and we're, you know, we're not great at it, but we're trying to is not bringing the phone to the couch you know, or not, not having the phone near the table or leaving the phone in the car when we go to our son's basketball games. I mean, those little things make a huge difference
2: because mm-hmm. it's
0: right. really easy to just look at it. So, Siobhan, we call this the business machine for several reasons. One of them is is that you're, we think that the CEO and the owners are, are machines, and pieces of those machines are what you're talking about today, your energy, and also you know, our, your website and your employees and all these things that eventually we want to make sure that that's running pretty well. How do you, since you're supposed to be training all of us on how to keep our energy, you've got to do it for yourself because it's not – you're just – you have to do things every day. You can't just snap your finger. And since you're the expert, what do you do to keep making sure that what you're doing is, is best for yourself, which ultimately is best for your business and your clients?
1: Mm, yeah, I have uh, a set of tools that I use that, you know, I mean, some of it's meditation. Some of it is um, you know, actually processes and systems. And then I do, most people do one set, one chunk of time for exercise, and I do little little bits throughout the day, interesting, different than most folks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I take anything that I teach, I bring that into my own life, and I work on doing a piece of that or that entire thing every single day. Um, I tend to wake up somewhere in the middle of the night, you know, like many business owners with a lot of things in my head and I actually have a special meditation I do to resolve those things so that I go back to sleep and you know it's a few moments and then I'm back to sleep in a few in a very short amount of time so you know I take each of these things you know I'm not exempt from the human experience I just take each of these things that that I've learned and I apply them really deeply and, uh, so, you know, I mean, we applied brushing our teeth very deeply and very consistently through our lives and showering and so on and so forth. So those kind of things need to get a, to be applied to the energetics of the system as well. So if I feel a little weird, I, I you know, I have a disconnection technique. If I you know, feel like things are getting cluttered, I actually have a clutter audio that I, of mine that I'll listen to. So I use all of my tools on me. <laughs>
0: Now, somebody listening out there, because I, I just started meditating probably a year ago, and it was by far the best thing I've ever done, and, and I, I don't do it all the time, and, but when I, so if I fall off the wagon, I can, I can tell something's not going on, it. and then a couple days after I get back on it and start meditating, it's like five, ten minutes in the morning, I can really, really feel the difference, but what I want to try to communicate, and maybe you can help me do this, is it, it always seems like there's something else that we should be doing, well, whether we should be eating right and, and we shouldn't be looking at our phones so much and binge watching. And I mean, there's so much that it's just, I think people get overwhelmed. It's like, I can't, I just can't do all that. Are there techniques and tools? And can we learn to just have these things, like you said, brushing our teeth and taking a shower, just be part of our lives? And it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, is, mm-hmm, it, is yeah. it that hard?
1: It, it isn't that hard. It is, it is building a new muscle. So when I first started all of this stuff, I wanted to meditate. I you know, I'd learned some, you know, advanced techniques and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to sit in some weird position. I don't want to do yeah. weird hand movements. I oh, want to do burn weird. Any words, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. and so I actually created, and I wrote a book about it. I created call a thing called learn to meditate in two minutes.
0: Oh yeah. I saw that on your
1: store. Yeah, for the well, lazy, You, see, you wrote like, that, huh? I wrote that. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. And I wrote that for my own frustration about all of these other, you know, complicated strategies for meditating and all these things that you had to do. And I was like, no, all it takes is two minutes. And if you just follow their, you know, I don't know, 13 or 18 steps in there, if you follow each of those steps, you will be meditating and you will actually have an awesome experience. So. You know, I start from a very big foundational piece and when we're all building our businesses or we're in our business doing the business things, those things seem to just go totally out the window. And they... The most important piece is the foundation was never built on on this energetic or meditation piece and proper energy and brain thinking and not getting in self-sabotage. Those foundational pieces weren't taught in school.
2: No, not at all.
1: So, right. So now everybody's having to learn those things and then apply them afterward. And it's just like fixing the foundation, fixing the foundation. So what I do is I just take and get that foundation all shored up. Mm-hmm. get it really solid and, and even so that everything else can be built upon that.
0: Yeah. I, I like what you said. We're not taught that in, in school. And I think, gosh, if they could, you know, if I could go back and teach in high school again, I think that meditation piece would be a huge part because gosh, think of the average high school or what they have going on, especially as sophomore juniors and seniors, what they have going on in their heads in any given minute. Um, and that, I think that would really be
2: helpful for them.
1: There was a period of time when in, in here in Los Angeles I had a whole bunch of uh principals uh, hire me to come in and teach all of their staff how to Perfect.
2: manage. Yeah, oh through, my gosh, staff need to yeah
1: through that process, yeah. And those schools have become the highest graded uh, highest whatever, the best grade sure. school the uh,
0: how yeah, I know, I know what you're trying to say. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. So they have
1: the best grades <laughs> best rated
0: schools. There yeah,
1: go. there you go. In, in the system, because they I guess because they learned that I mean, yes, the principal is very awake and aware. And, mm-hmm. and the principals, they're more they're the more awake ones. But all of those schools are doing better than all the rest.
0: I could see that. And I and I could see how that would make a big difference. I, you know, and I, I think with meditation for us, You know people see like just like you said that this meditation is a really long complicated process and it's something that I you know I got to get like weird sandals and I got to be in a temple and I got to burn some incense, which is all well and good if you do that But I mean, it's really not that it's it's basically and, and correct me if I'm wrong from what I can tell it's just breathing and you know Focusing or not focusing a whole lot in the morning and not really thinking about a whole lot
1: so the wild thing is Brian if you are in business, I guarantee that you're meditating on some of the wrong things. You're already meditating. You just never called it meditating.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm doing that all day.
2: Yeah, you're Exactly. Right. right. And yeah, yeah.
1: so it's, it's really just, it's a reframe a reset and a complete set of instructions of do this, do this, do this. And you actually start meditating on the right thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. That's a good way to put it. Hi everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right, Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full-service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile-friendly websites, digital marketing video production branding graphic design and much much more so we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are and we really just want to talk to you so if you want to just talk to us here at michigan creative you can call me my cell phone is 517-899-4533 or just visit michigancreative.com all right back to the show So what was your biggest mistake? We talk about mistakes here, and the only reason that we do is because I think that we've learned at Michigan Creative over the last five years so much from things that we definitely don't do anymore. And and, uh, I think we're better for it. Um, So what was your biggest mistake or if there's something you could tell somebody who's starting a business not
1: to do? Cool. Mm. Yeah. So you know, when I read that question before coming to to chat with you, I thought I don't have mistakes. Yeah, of course I not. Have opportunities, you know, and, and I'm one of those people. Okay. And uh, my my mother used to call me Miss Pollyanna, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I would really say not having. You know, I wrote a bunch of books, and I really didn't have a strategy right. for them. I really just did it to see if I could do it. And then I had to figure out the strategy and I get people asking me a lot, Oh, I want to write a book. I have an idea. And you know, the book is actually incidental. So it's like a lot of things is we just jump in and we just got to get it done. You know, we doers, right. (laughs) And, uh, and I didn't really have an end point. And I know if I had had an end point, it really would, have been a very different experience. Not that I haven't sold a lot of books. We've sold a ton.
0: Right. So I was going to ask you, so what, what would you hope that that would have done that, that it didn't do? Cause I, I know you've been pretty successful selling books. W- mm-hmm. Would it be that you would just feel better about why, when you were doing it, is that kind of it?
1: Um, I really would have gone in with a plan of what I wanted that those books to achieve I got you. and so i developed each product i mean i have 29 audio programs and the really funny thing is each of those got developed because people kept asking for them and i didn't have a strategy or plan of how they were going to get out there they just you know they just happened to sell and the downside of that is you actually don't create a system and i'm a systems geek
2: yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because we can create systems for our clients, but sometimes it's easy not to create one for ourselves. I get it. I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I would have created better systems. I was very systematized in the beginning, but definitely not, you know, step one, step two, step three through the process. And it took a while to really identify that. So
0: So. I'm sure when people ask you something, you're like, Oh sure. We can create an audio book about that. No problem. Let's just do it. And you did it. And you're like, here it is.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I mean a lot of them a lot of the all of those products came because I was teaching somewhere or I kept hearing the same demand gotcha. and next thing you know I'd end up in the studio with four or five you know I'd record four or five of them and I was like okay great here we go we deliver them great and you know we've sold hundreds of thousands of them and that's cool uh, that's pretty, but having system, si- yeah. yeah having a system around them I know would have really delivered those results to yeah. even an even far greater audience.
0: Yeah, I, and it, systems are so important and and I think when we've put some systems in place and they work, they you know, it's been really helpful for us just in time and I think we're able to then track what didn't and did work and so super important. I think that's something that all CEOs and all business owners can really take is to have a system for something because then that way you can see what pieces of it didn't work and and what what did work, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it really it really actually gives you a lot of confidence. I mean, yeah. People, yeah, do, yeah, people yeah. who are creative, who just start their business, like, I don't want to do that. Corporate made me do that. Yeah, that and was me. And the really wild thing is systems actually give you confidence.
0: <laughs> it's funny. And that's almost exactly like, I, I remember when I first started and I'm like, well, we're an entrepreneur and we don't need to do this. And we're a startup and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, look, they were like, look, Brian, you know, these big corporate rations that grew from, you know, they all, they all have systems and they're all really successful. You should probably look at that. It doesn't mean you have to do everything. You don't have to have cubicles. You can have an open office, you know, but you still need to have these business systems in place. So yeah. begrudgingly, I did it and it's, I'm glad I did. What about you personally, Siobhan? What, is there anything you have to work on? What's something that you always have to remind yourself to do on a daily basis or not to do?
1: Uh, stay out of things like I did the other day. <laughs> when oh, yeah. One of my team members is not around. I haven't done that much, uh, but uh, I... I started out as a computer programmer and so I love the techno geek stuff. I love technology and the latest and greatest thing. Mm -hmm. And I really just have to stay out of it. That's just not my, that's not what I'm here to do. So I really need to stay out of those things and then I have to do a mea culpa. I've only had to do two of those fortunately in the past couple of years, but I'm like, um, you know, I changed this thing and really, did you do all of the pieces? I thought I did. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man, I get that every day. Finally, I think my web developers finally understood that he doesn't want me to do much inside mm-hmm. there. And he's like, well, you could just do it. Oh, never mind. I remember how that went last time. So,
2: mm-hmm, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> my, my staff's pretty good at keeping me in check. And I think that's probably something that you focus on with your clients is, you know, really work at what you're good at and the things that you don't like to do and you're not good at. Find somebody else to do them.
1: And if you can't find somebody else to do them, find a way or a solution that keeps you from uh, dwelling on that piece. Because in the beginning, you can't hire everybody out. It's just, you know, I mean, that's not logical. And it's really, you know, we've created systems so that our startup uh, clients or people who are transitioning from a job into a business, um, you know, how, how to take that next action step and not get overwhelmed. And that's the key thing is, okay, what's the next action step? What's the next action step? step it's not about taking everything all at yeah, once
0: good so work-life balance it's more of a corporate term but i like to keep it in there i don't love the way it sounds but i do like to keep it in there because work-life balance seems to be more corporate because when you leave your corporate job and you walk in the door at night at five thirty or 6 you can just turn it off sometimes not all the time i think that's changing but i think you know as a new business as a ceo and an entrepreneur in a startup company here you know we're we're working a lot and we could be working Twenty four seven. It's you know one of the hardest things I've ever done. But how do you tell your clients that, because a lot of us, especially these smaller ones that you might be working with, can work from anywhere, on their phone, on their couch, in the car. Because I saw a video of you in a car when you are
1: driving. <laughs> yeah, I have, sure. a good, I, agree I have a yeah. series called Driving for Your Success. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Um, so how do you balance that? How do you tell your clients to really balance? Because you can't work all the time. And I think the common... My problem, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs' problem is, is if we're not working, we're losing money.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, set up some really good parameters. You know, you have a relationship. You have a you have an exact date night that you always you always go on with your spouse, right? And you have, you know, say you have three or four children. Find a time to take each one of them out individually, not just as a group. Yeah, and that's important. Really yeah, spend some time with them as a solo and and take you know, it's not about taking long breaks. So in corporate, we've been trained, you know, especially if you've been in a cubicle of some sort or in that great big conglomerate, it's just like, Okay, you work till lunch, you take lunch off and then you come back and yeah. then you work until you go home. Yep. And you know, the truth of the matter is our bodies aren't designed to do that. So if we were to really take a break every hour, the fascinating thing is we will become actually a hundred times more productive. I have a client that I took her through this. She's an ex-scientist. And um, she's been a really tough one to uh, reprogram. But she just started doing this, I I guess in the past 10 days. And she said, I feel so much lighter and brighter and happier and clearer than I ever thought possible. Just from having my alarm go off, I think it was every 45 minutes and just doing one tiny little thing than just running at the end of the day or, or at lunchtime.
0: Yeah, and I really like, I've heard that a lot, and one of the things that we've done, somebody suggested that I do here, is we have a stand-up desk that I'm standing at right now, Mm. but I also have my desk in my office with my COO, which I what what I was doing is I was sitting behind that computer, and I was checking email, seemed like all all day, and I was doing certain things, and it didn't seem like I was getting much done.
2: Mm.
0: So what somebody suggested that I do is they say, well, go in a different place and write one thing down that you want to accomplish from that. 45 minutes or whatever it is until you're done with that one thing, then you can get up once you're done with that one thing get up and you know, it's didn't seem like a lot cause it was like, well, shoot, I can do one. I can do 50 things at once. Why should I just do one? But in all reality, cause I can multitask like really well, but it's really, but I'm terrible at it at the same time is because I can do 50 things at once, but not one of them gets done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that was really helpful, I think, focusing on a, and one or two tasks to get done. And once you're done with those, then you can move on. And somebody said, I think it was Henry Ford or Edison, what they used to do is every 45 minutes to an hour is they would stop working and go walk around the, the park. Mm-hmm. And they would come back and then work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a very powerful thing. I mean, with all of the technology, we've made the assumption that more is better yeah. and it's really, you know, small chunks are actually, they actually are our nature as opposed to the more is better. The more is better is an old, you know, machine age, you know, uh, uh, workplace and, you know, we're building, you know, we're building widgets and that's not really what our bodies are designed to be or yeah. how they're designed to work.
0: So Siobhan, talk about technology, we talked a little bit about phones, but talk about technology a little bit and and even phones and social media, because I think that's fascinating. And and is that, is technology and social media and cell phones and our addiction to them, is that been some of the reasoning that we're kind of losing touch with some of the things that matter most to us, like our health, our, our, you know, the meditation piece, the energy things that you talk about, is that, do you talk about that when you go to conferences?
1: I talk about using doing things that are going to give you a really simple process. So I'll give you a great example, uh, you know, in the internet marketing world that's part of the business that we have and coming from having been a programmer I, and, and having built systems for companies, I knew there was a way to design what I wanted and all the canned items, canned products that were out there. They were hard and problematic and it just didn't make sense to my brain. And so I really had a tough time with it. We worked with it. It worked fine, but not to the capacity... Of uh, what I found works now. And it's really about how can you take all of these dangling, I just, you know, make a joke about it, these dangling participles in our lives (laughs) (laughs) and um, streamline them so it becomes very, 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 very hyper simple. I just saw, you know, I just was connected to a little design tool today to, uh, you know, create all of these really cool graphics, you know, and it's all the things that make sense. The drag and drop concept. Why did it take so long? And so it was it Canva. No, I used Canva, but that's still like clunky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I like it, but I actually, you know, I'm I'm like, yep, we're done. That's, that's just not worth my time. That's
0: interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: and so this little thing, I'll send you a little link to it. Yeah, that'd be great. Put it in your notes or whatever. Um, this little thing, I don't remember the name exactly, but uh, it is, it's really intuitive and it's like, yes, exactly. And there are tools out there like this that aren't being described well by the person who's made them. Got it. People don't have access to them. I've been following this company for a year. I had no idea this is what they did because they didn't make it simple to understand.
2: Huh. And we
1: have to simplify things. Oh my gosh, it's got
0: to be so easy. We've learned that in video, uh, in our video production. We've done done that almost my whole life. And we've really started to see an uptick in video production business at our company. It's about half of our business, but it's really Mm -hmm. been busy lately. Um, And because I think video is just the way that people want to to get information now. And Mm -hmm. over the last four years, four years ago, I probably would have produced a video for you that was two or three minutes long. Today, we barely allow our clients to go over 90 seconds. And and that's even that's very long. 90 seconds is very long because Twitter only takes 30 and Instagram only takes 20. So so yeah, I can I can see how these little pieces and technologies are helping us. So we have to get our message across quickly, I think.
1: Yeah, I think the best thing ever invented to get us to really be cohesive. This is a this is a technique maybe your listeners can take action yeah. on is if you're a verbose person, cuz I tend to write like when I write, I can like go on. And when <laughs> I speak, I am really passionate about what I do. Yeah. yeah. But to co- to get really cohesive is start writing your stuff in Twitter and putting it out there. You will get really clear on what you're trying to
2: communicate.
1: <laughs> yeah, you only hard. get 140-some yeah. characters, and it's just like you got to get really clean on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, we make ads for clients on Facebook and Twitter, and I get so angry because I'm like, I just want one more, period. That's all I want, and um, <laughs> you can't put it in there. It happened to me this morning. All right employees are my biggest asset um, for sure here we have 10 great employees but they're also our biggest expense um, which is pretty common i would think um, across the board but how do you make sure that you and how do you help your clients and i can see how to get the right ones I, i think everybody can get that and that's a good process but how do you make sure that your clients and your i'm sorry your employees are happy and are satisfied at work and at home i guess is important too
1: yeah, I have really, because I came through through the ranks yeah. of, uh, you know, helping companies get big from, like, virtually nothing or very few employees, it's just, like, really over-communicate. And the challenge that happens is as you grow, that communication mechanism often falls away. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, over-communicate and over-communicate. You know, I do a lot of check-ins, you know, how are you doing? What's going on with nothing, no agenda,
0: right? You're not, Um, you're not saying what's going on with this client.
1: No, I just want to know, how are you? What's happening? Yeah. what's going on with the kids? Um, how are you feeling? You know, great. You sound a little off what's going on. And, you know, because I have the skills of helping people get healthy. I give that to all of my uh, all of the people I work with that, that are on my team, sure. you know, if I feel like they are, or I know that something's going on with them physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, I'm like, here, take this and in, in this sequence and this will solve it. And I'll get a text back. Like, yeah, wow. Way back on it.
0: Yeah. Good. Hey everybody. This week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com. That's Freshwater Apparel. Dot com, and check out their spring collection of t-shirts and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan and the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love freshwater like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show so let's reverse that a little bit. This is going to be a little selfish question and, and I'm, I'm learning a lot here. So I'm stealing some stuff from you to, yeah. to do my own. I hope that's okay. But, um, you know, I heard a podcast the other day and it really described CEOs very well. And it talked about how as CEOs and small business owners, especially in leadership positions, we're on an Island. And, and what he meant by that was we really can't tell anybody, at least in our company, Hey, you know it's we're getting kind of tight around here, um, or I'm worried about the bank account, or I'm worried about trying to get more clients because you can't tell your employees because that's bad for morale. Sometimes you can't even tell your wife because your or or your husband or your significant other because they're worried about the house payment. So we're on an island and it's lonely out here on this island, uh, CEO Island, we'll call it. So no one is going to come up to us and ask us about the kids necessarily, maybe some of our employees, but they don't have it in their mindset that they have to go do that for a reason, or they should go do it as a good leader. So what do we do? What do CEOs do to make sure that we get that little pat on the back every once in a while? Or is that too much to ask?
1: It's not too much to ask, uh, but it's really get into circumstances where you're around people who, you know are doing things i I don't want to call them a peer group because that's really not what it is i i I participate with a group of ceos and you know we go do you know like i don't know wild things like i don't know if you saw my facebook feed recently you know we went uh drifting in cars really (laughs) know racing and drifting in cars really yes (laughs) like
0: like legally
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> not just on the street somewhere in San Diego. No,
1: no, 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 no. It was a set up for a, a circumstance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, do things that are out of your norm because if you don't, you will let those, all of those little, little niggling thoughts just eat you away yeah. and, you know, find alliances that not that you're going to have those conversations with. It, it's really, cause if you get into those conversations, you end up in a downward trend for sure and it's really like okay so how do you solve this and so I have a couple of groups that I participate with that give me that you know give me that and it's like okay so this is what's going on and this is where we're at any solutions and really be solution oriented and you know go and and look at what uh, others are doing I mean I actually you know here's something here's a little secret tip i actually look at my own facebook feed to get inspiration
0: <laughs> do you really
1: because i'm thinking you know every once in a while i'll see it it sounds selfish, I like it
0: i like it no i get it i know but, what you're, i know what you're thinking but i'm but not yeah.
1: doing i'm really not putting it out there for me sure but if i'm putting it out there for others then it really does apply to me
0: yeah you're right no i like that no i do yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: And I didn't know that I was. I did that on accident. um, I don't know about a year ago. And I kept seeing these posts. And I really wasn't. I was just scrolling through my phone. I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. one." (laughs) That's
0: yeah. Because you forget sometimes. Yeah, just
1: having you know, just having a moment, and and I remember what was going on. You know, we put on events, and those are tough. They really challenge every bit of who. You are as a human and as a business owner, you know, right before the event, you know, everything's shaken and it's oh, just, yeah. Yeah. and so I was just scrolling and I thought, yeah, that, that's good. That feels really good. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great piece of advice. That's really Who wrote great. That
0: wonderful I thing. Myself,
1: yeah. Who did that? I was like, Oh my well, God, she did it. She did it. That one girl. I was like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't maybe something that I said, but it was something that I put out there. And then the ones that I say I, I actually put out there for my clients. Um and and the people who are following to be like, Yeah, I can feel I can feel that something's going on with you. So really those kind of things is get support. Um you know, hang around people who are positive yeah. and who've made it through and are willing to say, Hey, you know what, what's going on? everything okay let's go you know i don't know let's go stand out on the pier and hang out and watch the ocean <laughs> let's go drifting
0: yeah let's go drift We're, all right so here's the here's the advice that we got from today is that if anything's wrong siobhan says go drifting
1: yeah
0: dude you should write a book about that Maybe. <laughs> it would help though i imagine it would probably help that's fun yeah,
1: thanks for that oh, yeah, I pre-
0: <laughs> yeah i appreciate i didn't that. Know What
1: the a j turn was <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome so give us a quote i like quotes i was a teacher i passed out cheesy quotes but i like them give us a quote that you like
1: yeah consistent this is this is my quote and i love it i I still live by it consistent aim and consistent effort yield consistent results
0: i like it consistency yeah Yeah. And I like that because I think what happens sometimes is we try, especially in this digital world, like we were talking about earlier is, you know, we'll try something as a digital marketer for ourselves and it doesn't work. And our, our first reaction is, well, let's do something different. Mm -hmm. And so maybe what we need to do is just keep trying it. And there's going to be a point where you're going to have to be like, all right, that really didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think consistency and trying it over and over again until you finally tweak it and get it right, I think, is important. And it's easy to change because we could simply change on a Facebook ad, we could change a picture that was different in a matter of seconds.
1: Yeah, I have a Facebook guy and he'll just change like one little hair's breadth of color, like a little font. I'm like, really?
2: Yeah. Wow. And it upticked it
1: like 10%. It's just like, that's so fascinating.
0: Yeah, it is. I like those guys because they, you know, they really, you know, they'll, they'll do their AB tests and they know what works. And then once they find it and it's weird because it's any, there's no magic. It it could be one week that green works and then next week blue works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have a client that I was speaking with last night and she has had a, a webinar that, you know, we've helped her tweak, and it's really, you know, it's doing pretty well. I mean, is it crushing it? Not so much, but it's doing really well consistently. And recently, somebody said, "Oh, you know, you need to see my webinar sequence, and you need to, you know, look at this, look at this." And so I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We haven't even actually explored what you're doing to take it another step to tweak it that much more. Mm-hmm. So let's keep what you're doing successfully." Uh, and, and tweak that
0: yeah i like, like that
1: oh yeah right yeah i know this from science i forgot
0: <laughs> so i don't want to add to anybody's to-do list but um there's a lot of good business books out there what's a book you recommend doesn't have to be a business book but what's a book you recommend to your clients
1: well of course you know
0: all of your books mine. <laughs> yeah, every single book that you've ever written those are the best ones okay good <laughs>
1: I don't know they're the best ever, but but uh, I do say mine. I would say I'm kind of jamming on this this one that I have on my uh my coffee table Tell to Win by Peter Goober, hmm. and it's about storytelling and i I don't like business books that much. yeah I don't either because it gets you, I think, a little confused. But this one is really about the power of connection and triumph and how stories really, really take you from one point to the next. And I think maybe I like it because I'm such a storyteller. And I love story. It really communicates such a message. I love verbal story.
0: Well, and stories go back... So far, I mean, they, you know, a long time ago, that's, you know, stories where people would tell stories and they would tell it in front of an audience. And and today it's no different. I mean, that's what movie making is. That's what advertising is. And so, yeah, I do like, I do like that a lot. And in business books, you're right. I mean, I've got probably 15 or 20 that I read the first 32 pages on and they're just kind of sitting there.
1: Yeah, and this is the only one I'm actually I'm actually continuing through.
0: Good. Well, I'm, so
1: I'm, I'm impressed with myself. Good, and yeah. I'm impressed with the book. Yeah,
0: there's a couple by my bedside, and I had to stop doing that because I would start to read this stuff, and I would get all anxious because I'm like, yeah, we're not doing any of that. Yeah. And so I I ditched that, and now I'm just reading cheesy detective novels, which are amazing. So. Clive,
1: Clive Kessler.
0: Yeah, yeah. All of them. I can't get enough. It's so always, much better to read. It's always night.
1: a strategy, and there's always a good ending. Yeah,
0: it's great. I love it. If you could meet and have dinner with anyone, we'd like to focus on business owners here, but who would it be and why?
1: Mm, I would love to say it's Steve Jobs, but he's not in his body. So Mm. what I'd say is the person who is in his body that I decided that I would like to meet is Warren Buffett. I actually met his son Oh wow! and hung out with him on a, I had a radio show and it was the only radio show that, that the, that the audio didn't work. So it was really just a conversation for he and I, which was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. And be, uh,
1: Warren Buffett, I mean, he just told yep. me some really cool things about his dad. And I was like, dang, I'd like to know more about that human. That's yeah. an amazing, amazing human.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, that would be a great dinner. And then Steve's been on my list. Steve Jobs is always on my list of people who I would because, gosh, Apple has played such an important role in my life just because that's all we used when I was teaching video at high school for, forever. And that's all we use here, too. So I would love to have an opportunity to, to meet him. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I think there are a whole bunch of others. Sure. Um I have had the privilege of meeting uh, Richard Branson. Wow. I've had the privilege of meeting, you know, um some you know a couple other, you know, well-known folks that, you know, are doing some powerhouse things. And, and I just, just, you know, it's one of those things, this is, you know, maybe there's an inside secret. It's just like, maybe it will help. But if you decide that you want it, you can have it. And, you know, I decided I wanted to meet Richard Branson and here I am on the elevator. Here we are, blah, blah, blah. Let's go. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, each of those people really just, it's become, you know, first it was a game and then I thought, no, you know, let's not make it a game. Let's make it, a, a, let's make it an happen. opportunity for yeah. something that I can maybe deliver to them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. No, That's a good know, way to look at I'm it. I'm
1: sure their life is full, but maybe I have something that I could share that would help their life be 1% better.
0: Awesome. Give us an app or a technology, something that you can't live without at your business.
1: Oh, God. Can't live yeah. without, sorry. <laughs> Mac, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but my favorite technology that we have just, that has really totally streamlined our business and found us the places where there are holes and where there are not holes is Trello.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- we were using that a- when it first came out. We used that
1: now they're now they're really cool, and I have this very fun way of using it now that is so ultra uber simple that it's really taken as soon as I put the entire organization on it mm-hmm. and all of the different parts of my life and so on and so forth I just spent like seven hours just like digging in and doing all those things and and really reorged everything you know it was probably fifty pounds off my shoulder, and I didn't even know yeah before
0: that yep that's what we're doing with slack right now and and uh we it's just been so nice is because slack has allowed us not to depend on on email as much
1: yeah and you know i do this with all my clients we have it integrated trello with integrated with slack and um okay
0: so you're using both huh
1: yeah, well, they integrate. It's really just this mm. cool new thing. And then the other one is if this, then that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, too. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, Crazy, my little right? computer brain is just like, yes. Yeah, right, about. And I actually just typed in one day, there has to be something called if this, then that. And there it was. And I thought, oh.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are a whole bunch of little ones like that. But those are the ones that I'm totally, totally just. Uh, yeah, those three,
0: though, you can do quite a bit with.
1: Yes, exactly. Just about everything. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Cool. They sure, all cool. integrate with every piece of my life.
0: Yep, if this, then that, and Trello and Slack. So yeah, we use those a lot. And We're gonna have to look back at Trello. That's interesting. Kind of forgot about those guys.
1: I'd be happy to like give you a download on what we're doing. Yeah. Um, because I have to say, we I thought I was pretty good at it before, and really? then I. Said, a friend of mine who's an ex-NASA scientist who just dove into it and he's like, What about this? And have you done this and have you thought about this? And I was just like, Oh my God. Huh. So in thirty minutes he showed me and then, you know, seven hours the next day, seven hours later, the whole organization was completely color coded. Completely it's it is so flip and simple. It's just amazing. Made huh. all my clients get on it. They're so happy. They can communicate anytime. Emails don't get lost.
0: Oh, that's cool. All right. We're definitely going to check that out. (laughs) All right. As we get closer to the end here, give us a good place to go eat when we come out and visit you or if we're out in your area, where should we go eat?
1: Wow, where should we go eat? My favorite restaurant is called Olac, A-U-L-A-C, and uh, it's vegetarian. Yes, I'm vegetarian, but it's not like your typical vegetarian. It actually, you know, the meat tastes like meat, and the food is just so yummy. It's ridiculous. Cool. Um, so I always take everybody there. Uh, and then there's a place up in Santa Monica uh, on Ocean Boulevard. I think they changed their name recently, though. Um But it's on ocean boulevard and uh wilshire so that's the corner
0: okay that's it go there what it's called (laughs) (laughs) how do we best get in touch with you and and you know how do we find out where you're going to be how do we book you or and how do we work on you work with you one-on-one what's all those different pieces
1: yeah so you can call our office And I'll give you that number. Um, I'll give you a download, a free download. If you don't mind, I'll give it to your listeners. Sure, that'd be great. Um, And our office is uh, 714-374-1988. Or email me at author, A-U-T-H-O-R, at com S-H-E-E. V a u n m o r a n. Yeah,
0: I think as soon as yeah. you type your first name in uh, to Google, it I'm, I'm the
1: like, only one. Yeah,
0: I know it's awesome. I'm like, I got to look this up. Nope, there she is.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, cool having a name like that. Yeah, it is. And then, uh, and then, let me give you this. Let me give you this cool little download, okay. and it's called Five Essential Energies for. Uh, your success, and it's just a powerful little download. And here, because we all love our phones, and we're doing wow. this on our phones, I'm actually going to give you a number awesome. to to put it in. And it's nine four nine. I'm looking it up. I should have had this with me. Um, uh, here we go: nine four nine two one four four two nine four. You type that into your phone. Okay. And then you type in um i have to look for the word apologies everyone no we don't we want we don't want silence but
0: i can just keep talking until you find it
1: yeah that would be great (laughs) my trello board is
0: yeah we were using trello and i don't know why we ended up switching to something we've been through like three different things and so now we're primarily on slack Yeah, that's all we use right now is Slack. Yeah,
1: when you see those two play together, you're going to love it. Uh, It's energy. Just type in the word energy, Mm -hmm. E-N-E-R-G-Y, and that will get you the little download called Five Essential Energies for Success.
0: Cool, so you just text to that number the word energy. I'm going to do that, and I will check it out. And I will put it on our show notes, too, so you don't have to write all this down, guys. Yeah. All right, great. So we will do that. And then you're going to be... Uh, You'll have another conference. I know you just had one in December. You're doing something like that again.
1: We do. Yeah, we do two a year. And the one coming up is in June in Newport Beach, Irvine area. And uh, it's for people who, you know, really want to drop into their heart and get their message out there and get this alignment piece working so their dollars can show up more effortlessly. So, yeah, I like it. Epic life
0: now. Epic life now. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. And last question, Siobhan. It's a big one, but what do you think, or what do you hope your legacy will be?
1: Yeah, uh, that you know that I really turned this concept of business and energy into a conversation that became a true tactile. I call it tangible asset for everyone so that their life can be filled with more ease and grace.
0: That sounds wonderful. So Siobhan, thank you very much for being on the business machine. I really enjoyed talking to you and I got a lot out of this as I'm sure our listeners will too. So, um, guys, if you're listening out there, girls, you know, make sure you connect with her and text that, um, and get that. I just think that it's so important right now to do every little bit that we can do to connect with ourselves and connect that energy out. I think it just helps in life and love and business. So thanks a lot for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. I enjoyed this.
0: Good, good. Well, that was Siobhan Moran, everybody, as a business advisor, master coach, quantum energy thought leader, and founder of Energetic Solutions. I really enjoyed that show, and I really appreciate her spending time with us and you guys. Again, everything is in the show notes. Take a look. Click on her links. Check it out and get that free download. So with that, I'm Brian Town, host of The Business Machine, and... CEO of Michigan creative. Don't forget to check out our Michigan creative video page and also to get our free download and that'll be in the show. So guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you on the next business machine.